Welcome to Strategy Simplified Season 7, Episode 24. We're excited to bring you another demonstration of an MBB case interview, this time featuring an ex-McKinsey consultant and a real consulting candidate. This specific case is a mergers and acquisitions problem where the client, an investment fund, is considering investing in a grocery delivery app. Can our candidate crack the case? Keep listening to find out. So um, perfect, Adeni. You ready for this? It's gonna be it's gonna be a mergers and acquisition case, right? In as you can see, the grocery sector. Um, we're gonna touch upon all the dimensions that are typically assessed in in case interviews, right? Namely, analytical problem solving with the structure question, of course, uh, quantitative problem solving with some math to do, and also some conceptual problem solving with two separate questions. One that is about creativity and one that will be about chart trading, right? Uh, at the end, we'll kind of go through each of those dimensions and I'll try to kind of tell you, okay, what you did good and not good and uh, touch the point, some very precise actions you can you can take um, to go to the next level for the for the next uh, next round, right? Okay. Okay. So if you're ready for the prompt, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start with it. Yeah? Okay. Okay, perfect. So here you go, it's quite, uh, quite quick. Um, the client is on demand ventures, on demand ventures, we can call it ODV, and it's an investment fund that focuses on apps and technologies that provide, well, on demand services to consumers. Um, the thing is that ODV, they have been approached by a company called Groceries Now. Groceries Now. It's a grocery um, delivery app that's, uh, you know, could be a potential investment for ODV. Um, the senior management of ODV has asked you to, uh, to, uh, to answer the question whether they should or not invest in, uh, in, um, in, uh, in groceries now. As simple as that. Okay. So, um, I'd like to just rehash in case, uh, like just so that we're on the same page. So we have this ODV that is a private equity firm and they're thinking of investing in, um, grocery now. And, um, you said that they are into app development. Is that what you said? Grocery now? No, ODV. You said something about app development. Well, they focus on app and technologies that provide on-demand services to consumers. Okay. Okay, so uh, I'd like to take moments to structure my ideas on this. Sure. Can you maybe tell me to make sure we are on the same page? What's the question that is there to be answered? Okay. So, um, we want to determine whether or not we should invest in grocery now or not. Okay. Like what, what yeah. should we consider in order to, uh, to be able to make that decision? Yes. That's the problem we are, uh, we are tackling here. Indeed. All right. So I'd like to take a moment to think through it. Go ahead. We'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsor. Want to work for a fast-growing consulting and advisory firm? Palm Tree is looking to fill positions across its U.S. offices. 
If you're currently an employee at a top accounting or advisory firm seeking to break into the M&A industry, or if you're a student interested in learning the M&A lifecycle through an extensive internship program and bootcamp, consider Palm Tree. Private equity clients turn to Palm Tree to identify and solve their most complex M&A finance issues, including carve-outs and challenging integrations. The firm is a trusted advisor to elite private equity firms, guiding clients through the entire investment lifecycle. If you've got a flair for finance but want the challenge of consulting, apply today through the link in this episode's show notes or on the careers page at palmtreellc.com. Okay, so um, first of all, uh, I'd like to say that the uh, the grocery now, uh, the fact that ODV wants to invest in grocery now, uh, I would say first, without going deep into it, that it looks like they, they want to diversify or they want to go into this area of business. And um, that kind of industry appears to be driven by volume. It's highly commoditized. Uh, I would also like to um, ask that do they have, apart from knowing whether or not to invest, do they have other specific objectives on this apart from that? Um, so to come back on your two points, I'm not sure if I understood the first one when you said that it's a commodity. So uh, grocery now is an app, right? That allows to order groceries to be delivered at home, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I Did didn't know. I didn't know it was an app earlier. I thought it was a grocery store or chain. No, it's an app. Okay. okay. That allows delivery at home, right? Okay. Okay. And second, to answer your question, the objective of ODV then is not really to diversify because they are specialized in those kind of consumer uh, applications, but it's just to exit with a profit in a couple of years from now, right? Namely in five years. Okay. Then, um, okay, so the timeline is probably five years from now. Then also, um, does ODV, like what's the ge geographic footprint of ODV and what's the, do they have other uh, apps or app companies like this in their portfolio? So about the geographies, why are you asking me this question? Like, I just want to know, well, they are experiencing something, things like that. Okay, to test whether they have experience in that or not, is that so? In, in experience in, like, geography? No, experience with this kind of uh, groceries. I know they have a couple of other apps, uh, app companies yeah. that they've invested in. Do they have any one that is close to grocery now or not? Well, yeah, you can consider, yes, but your question was about geography, right? Okay, so I'm, I'm not sure if I see the link actually between that and the experience in the field. Okay, okay. I'll just delve into, the, into what I have now. So I'd like to look at this, um, uh, this case under a couple of headings, uh, three particularly. First, the market, then the client, that is ODV, and then the target, which is grocery now. Okay. So I want to start with the market this way. First of all, I want to look at um, the different market indices. Like 
what is the what are the typical margins like profitability margins in that in this market? Uh, what are the um, uh, what's the market size? So like what what's the market size for grocery now? Like these are the things that ODV should consider. Like what's what's the what are the typical uh, margins for this uh, as in markets in okay. which grocery now is 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 operating in? What is the uh, uh, what what are the um, what's the growth rates potential growth rates there? Then also I want to look at the competitive landscape. Who are um, grocery now's competitors, and what is what are their market shares? And what are their differentiation points and their perceived advantages or disadvantages? Then I also want to look at the still under market. I want to look at the uh, potential, like how does distribution of this service happen typically in that industry? Like, do they put it on uh, app stores for maybe Apple iPhone or Google apps or things like that? Like wh what are the typical um, modes of uh, distribution there? So then that's that for the, and also operations, whether uh, there are some operational complexities associated with that uh, industry. So that's that for the market. Then going into the, our clients, ODV, I want to take, I want, we can take a look at their capabilities. What are the uh, other companies that they have in their portfolio? What's their portfolio mix like? And uh, what are the uh, potential synergies that they have between any uh, other companies in their portfolio? And is there any uh, similarity with uh, grocery now? Mm -hmm. And then after uh, their capabilities, I'd like to look at um, uh, the costs. So what is it going to cost them to do this acquisition? Um, what is the capital expenditure? And um, what are the, uh, the potential rate of return or payback period? So that's that for the client. Then our target, which is uh, grocery now, uh, I'd like to look at their finances. So first of all, what are the typical costs that they have, both the fixed cost and the variable cost, and also uh, their revenue? How do they actually make money? So like, what are the different uh, revenue streams or product mixes, and what is the pricing? How is their volume like? So those are the ways I'd like to look at this. Okay, is that so? Okay, thank you for that. If I double click, for example, into your third bucket, which is the target grocery node, and you tell me, I want to know what's their typical cost, right? Fixed cost, variable cost. Tell me, based on, based on the market and based on your understanding that you have from that target, what do you think are the, the main fixed and variable costs? Okay, uh, I'd like to take a moment to structure this. So you don't need to take a, a lot of time, right? A couple of seconds, that's it. So I would like to look at it under uh, fixed and variable costs. So under fixed costs, I will consider something like rent and utilities, uh, overhead, uh, like, like one-time kind of logistics. 
like um <clears throat> like uh um R and D uh software design. So all the costs are going to the that one. Then under variable cost, I would like to look at um labor, uh like talent, uh, staff and all those kind of things. Then I would like to look at uh, different supplies that have to do with um, like um, supplies that has to do with units, supplies that are related to units. So those are the things I would like to look at. Okay. Uh, so variable cost related to unit, what is that? Like if uh, maybe if they have to pay for um, maybe per, they, they have to pay for maybe bandwidth per maybe gigabytes by megabytes because I think that they have to okay. get like bandwidth and things like that. So like that's the kind of thing I was looking at. Yeah, clear. In your opinion, among the different costs that you have listed, right? For example, if I look at the fixed cost, you have tell me uh, rent and utilities, overhead, R&D, software design. If you have to rank them in terms of importance, what would it be? And by importance, I mean, you know, in terms of amount of cost, right? I would say since this is like an app, they'll be spending so much on um, software design because yeah. if you look at uh, rent, well, you can accomplish design from anywhere and share your findings or feedback on maybe Slack or anything like that. So yeah. I would say maybe uh, the design, software design cost will be like. Yes, I completely agree with you. Okay, thank you very much for that. So one of your first buckets, right, of your framework was about the market, right? And since we are doing kind of McKinsey style, I am, you know, gonna ask you the questions and jump from one area to another, right? So you've asked me about the market, you've asked me about market size, growth rate, etc. I think those are interesting points to look at for sure. So I have this data for you. Up, can you see the chart? Wonderful. Uh, the question that I have from you is, you know, but based on your structure, on what you know the problem is and what you have now in front of you, what can you conclude from this? What are the implications of the of this chart? Okay, so I'd like to take some seconds to just go look at it. Okay, by just uh, uh, looking at this, I'm seeing that uh, of the major uh, percentages of shoppers in the uh, in 2021 was like the LA was the one that had like the highest in terms of pickup, and uh, that's percentage shrinks from LA to Chicago to Houston. But uh, as we go from 2021 to uh, 2022, uh, it is shrinking further for all of them in terms of uh, 
pickup and even store delivery appears to also be shrinking. Um, while um, third-party deliveries uh, appears to be growing from 2021 to 2022, um, even though in-person appears to be kind of stagnated or the same thing in terms of percentage from 2020 to 2026 in three different locations. Okay. I agree with kind of the the data that you have highlighted there. What does that mean? You are solving an issue, right? What does that mean for the issue you're solving? Okay. I believe that if maybe Grocery Now, which is an app company, uh, they are they want to take part of this, this market size here. So they, um, like this third party delivery, I guess, because I'm thinking grocery now has to do with people shopping on their phones, on their apps, and it gets delivered to them. So I'm thinking they want to really focus on that third party delivery, like some, um, uh, like a lot of their work has to do with uh, shoppers shopping online. Uh, a third a third comp a third company uh, goes to pick up those things and bring it to them. So, if that percentage of third party delivery is increasing from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, that might be a good uh, space to operate in, and this might make sense for um, ODV to invest in them because that's part of the market is increasing. Then also it looks like, uh, from what I'm saying, because the in-person shoppers are kind of stagnant, so it looks like the third-party deliveries are kind of eating into the percentage of the store delivery uh, shoppers. So uh, it's like there's a potential, maybe that one is going to eventually shrink out and there's an opportunity to take part of that and even more for the pickup, people who are doing pickup, especially in Houston and in Chicago, because that is shrinking significantly as well. So there's a huge potential here for grocery, uh, for uh, ODV to um, invest in grocery now because there's huge market for what grocery now does. Yes, I cannot agree with you. So this chart basically validates your two sub hypothesis, which were market size, and market growth, right? That's really the, the real insights of that, right? There is not much else to say. It seems when we see the blue stuff that actually people that like to do in-person shopping are not about to change their mind and their habits, yeah? Um, and that also means that actually then the growth potential in the short slash medium run for third-party delivery will kind of plateau at some point, right? Uh, until probably the next generation uh, a, a change like to kind of get this blue blue bar chart going down but uh, okay that's clear and I agree with that I have another question for you you know you look at that chart you see basically the the market share of different sales channels right those are not market shares of players but those are market shares of sales channels and one of those sales channels be, uh, channels between a third party delivery or third party app the question for you, what do you think are the drivers in the, you know, long, medium, long term 
the drivers of the market share of that particular sales channel, which is third party delivery. You know, what could be the reason why in the future this increases or decreases or stagnates? Okay. Uh, I'd like to take some time to structure my ideas on that. You can have a couple of seconds, yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'd like to think about this under four different categories. The first one is price. Uh, the second one is uh, value. Um, the, okay, uh, one moment, please. Okay, then marketing and then strategy. So uh, I, I would like to start with price. So if it costs like much less to, uh, to use third-party delivery apps to get your... Uh, things that you shop for online, I think that probably would let people or we encourage people to patronize that much more. Then also, um, if maybe the commissions and the, I, I believe that there'll be some kind of commissions, like uh, maybe the, if those commissions are also decreased or reduced, then uh, if people are paying less, then they... I think they will most likely uh, uh, prefer that uh, channel. Then I would like to look at um, value. So, what other value are they going? Are the customers going to or the shoppers? What other value are they going to get apart from just um, you? They shop on the app. You bring it to their to their homes. Is there any increase in value proposition? If there is. Increase in value, maybe some kind of, uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe sh uh, cash back or things like that. Or maybe this kind of shopping is linked to gas. Uh, like if you, if you have a customer of this uh, third party value app, you get some cash back or you can buy gas at cheaper price or you can... Uh, maybe you get the opportunity to shop with this at, at a discount or things like that. So if there's increase in value proposition, I guess people would would uh, prefer to also patronize them, and that market size can also um, they can you can eat into that other market size. Then uh, also that's value. Then on that marketing, I like to see. I, I like to consider the fact that. If they can increase marketing, like promos, um, like uh, loyalty cards, rewards, and things like that, if they can increase that, I think people uh, shoppers will be more inclined towards things like that because they are um, they, they like they are being encouraged to do things like that. Then also in terms of strategy. Uh, I, I would believe that if less people are going to the stores, for instance, that's uh, like a status level for some shoppers. That is some kind of convenience for them, some kind of uh, less and less stress for them to go uh, to the stores. And also if, um, if 
we can increase uh, public relations around that idea that it's, it's better for you to shop compared to going to the store so people can kind of have a status uh, associated uh-huh. with patronizing that. Isn't house. this going into marketing? Okay, I guess we could just merge that into marketing then. So I would say maybe like three different buckets then. Okay. If, if we kind of do a double click on your bucket one, right, which is price. And I agree with you that, you know, if, if kind of it costs less money to shop online and to get the stuff delivered at home, well, of course, right, the interest in this kind of sales channel is going to increase. I agree with you. You have divided price into cost of service delivery and commission of the delivery app. Okay. What would you see in cost of service delivery? What are the drivers there? Because now what you just told me is that yeah, if cost decrease, we can do, we can do it a bit cheaper and people uh, people are gonna are gonna uh, be more interested in that. Yes, but what could explain a decrease in cost? Okay, I'd like to take a moment to think about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, just so that I get what you're asking, uh, you're saying what are the major drivers of reduction in price for delivery? No, cost of delivery, right? Okay, cost of delivery to the customer, to the shopper. Yeah. Which is the first thing that you had in the price bucket, right? Okay, so um, I'd like to look at it under two different categories. First, focus on the product itself and then on the uh, services. So one thing that can um, drive down the cost of uh, delivery to the consumer is under the products, uh, if there is an opportunity for them to shop more or pay less, some kind of uh, bulk purchases or if they can bundle those purchases with other people, other friends, so that um, it, it reduces the need to deliver, uh, so and now could reduce the cost that way, then um, uh, like okay. So basically, I have. Let's just say I have uh, one bucket for that. So like uh, shop more, pay less. Uh, bulk purchases, bundling um, payments, or even if you're trying to like hedge your purchases, like if I'm supposed to buy something every month, if I could buy maybe three months at a time, 
So like all those things could end up um, leading to reduction in cost of delivery for the consumers. Okay, that's clear. Thank you. I have another question for you and let's do a little bit of math, right? I'm going to share with you an additional exhibit, which is this one, exhibit two. Can you see it? That you will kind of be able to use together with exhibit one. So let's have that view if you don't mind. Yeah. The question that I have for you is first of all, how big is the market for third party grocery deliveries in this area in 2026? First question. And second, what profit, what margin can uh, we expect, right, in 2026 in all those three uh, cities? In addition uh, to the information that you have in front of you, you can assume that um, Grocery Now will have in 2026 a market share of 25%. Yeah. And that, the, and that the profit margin in this sector will be 20, uh, 20% yeah, in 2026. Okay. Market share. So market share for grocery now is going to be 25%. Yeah. Then what did you say the profit margin is in 2026? 20. Okay. Also for grocery now. No, yeah, yeah, for grocery, no, yeah, yeah. Both, right? We, we don't care because we are looking at the profit of grocery now. Okay. Um, I'd like to take a moment to structure the math. Sure. Uh, do we have any information on a typical number of trips uh, that the, because I'm seeing average fee plus tip, this is per trip, right? Mm -hmm. So but do we have any data on the number of trips in maybe a year or a week or a day or anything like that? Well, look at your screen. Okay. Okay, I have one more question. Uh, we are estimating the market size for third party delivery. Is it in 2026 or now? 2026. Okay.
So uh, I like to think of it this way and I, before I do the calculation. So I'm thinking I should uh, calculate the total number of shoppers then uh, because they're going to be the same number right now and even in 2026. Then I would calculate the uh, the number of like I would divide that by the by two, which is two shoppers per household, and uh, I will know the uh, like the number of households that uh, that do grocery shopping on this on this uh, particular app. Then after doing that, I will multiply that by the percentage of third party delivery, uh, like. The percentage that's twenty in the total of all the uh, all the average fees is that a good way to go about it? Would you say? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so I'd like to start with that. Please be very vocal with me, right? Okay, so I'm thinking that we have a total number of shoppers thirty-seven million. Okay, so. If we have 37 million shoppers and we have um, two, uh, two shoppers per household, then if, if I divide that 37 million by two, I should get the, um, the number of households are you sure of that? Yeah, so I have 37 million shoppers. Yeah, but to, like that, that amount, it's for three cities, right? Yes, I, I thought you wanted me to do the calculation for the three cities. Yes, I do. However, the penetration of uh, online shopping is not the same for each city, right, in 2026. Oh, okay. Okay, Do you so, see that? Yeah, I see that. Okay. Then I'd like to uh, make an assumption based on what we have in Exhibit 1. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so... My, my plan first is to look at the total number of shoppers, whether they are doing third party pickup, store delivery, or like any of those. So if I'm looking at that and I'm looking at uh, the penetration um, rate, Can we can we safely assume that only a percentage of that will be doing shopping in 2026? So I'm not sure I understand. So you know from exhibit two that in Los Angeles, for example, you will have 15 million shoppers, right? From, from exhibit one, you know that 25% of them will do third party delivery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Isn't isn't that enough to proceed? Okay. 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 I I get what you're saying. Okay. I understand it now. Good. 
So from there, uh, based on the combination of uh, the two uh, data points, I'm getting that about um, a quarter of those number of shoppers in LA uh, uh, will be doing uh, third-party delivery. That brings me to 3.75 million. Yeah. Then for Chicago, um, 35%. That's I, I'm just approximating to uh, about a third of that. So I'm thinking 3.3 million for Chicago. Uh, for Houston, uh, a quarter of that number. So that brings me to 3 million. So in total, I'm looking at... Uh, 10 point, let's say 10.1 million in number, the total number of shoppers for the three cities. Yeah, and without doing the calculation, you know, now that you know that, what are the next steps in your calculations without doing them? Yeah, so I'm thinking that if I know the total number of shoppers and I know the number of shoppers per household, then yeah. I can know the number of households and yeah, because the first assumption is that the grocery is purchased one times in a particular household. So I can multiply whatever I get there by one times. Then I can um, uh, I can also. So uh, is this data? Is it is it like yearly? Is it for a year, a whole year? Like, it's written on your screen. It's weekly. So basically, you will multiply that by 52. Yeah, by right? 52. Then I can now multiply that average, as in multiply that by the average fee per, yeah. per tip. Average fee and if you do tips. all of that, you will get that your expected profit in those three cities is a bit more than $215 million per year, right? Okay. A bit more than $250 million. So based on all of that, how would you summarize everything you've learned, right, to the CEO of the client? Um, looking at the, the opportunities that, um, that appear to come from this business, like about 250 million is available for capture. And, uh, the fact that there are other like opportunities for growth to not just only for those who are currently doing top party delivery, but also maybe a change in perception that can cause even in person, uh, people to, uh, patronize this third party apps. I would say that, uh, ODV, should consider or most likely should go ahead with uh, this acquisition of grocery now and uh, they, but they should also consider um, they should consider the risks associated with changing tastes because uh, we don't really know what's going to happen in 2026 or beyond people can decide to say, okay, for one reason or the other, we are not doing third party uh, deliveries any longer. So they, if they can find a way to mitigate um, those risks, and also they should consider things about um, maybe over-exaggerated over revenues or underestimated costs in that area. So uh, for the next step, I would like to look at uh, 
I'd like us to look at the risk mitigation steps that we can do to uh, look at those areas that I mentioned. Okay. Thank you, Adini. That basically closes the case. We'll be right back after this quick message from our sponsor. Want to work in strategy consulting for a top firm? LDK Consulting is hiring now across its U.S. offices. LDK works on exciting growth strategy projects for the world's top companies, serving almost every sector and industry vertical. At LDK, you'll work on fast-paced engagements and small project teams with some of the brightest minds in the industry. If you're looking for the ideal blend of meaningful work and a tight-knit culture, LDK may be the perfect fit for you. To learn about open roles and to apply, click the link in the show notes or go to LDK.com. Okay. Now, so first of all, thanks a lot for your efforts. I know it's not uh, it's not easy, right? I think that well, I don't know what what you think, but I think your performance. I think why well, there were you know kind of some issues here and there and so on. Right? I think you can do much better. I think it was kind of a decent performance, right? Um, I was uh, I was I was happy about the way that you brainstormed. I think your structure, even though it was quite generic, maybe a bit too much. You know, you touched upon all the points, and I was also happy to see that you know it was easy for you to know the computation that you needed to do, right? However, I could really see that you were missing some reflexes, right, and some kind of drills that you need to have uh, in order to avoid the typical pitfalls uh, that, that you that you will have in those kind of interviews, right? You get me. So if, if we take a little bit, um, you know, from, from, from A to Z, right? What we discussed there, well, first of all, there was, uh, there was, um, uh, the, the case, re- the case recap. And so there, I think the big issue is that you didn't highlight the business problem, right? And that's something that you always want to do, huh, to make sure that we are on the same page and we are solving for the same problem, which was okay. The, uh, the question to be answered as in, shall we, uh, shall we or not uh, acquire that company, right? Uh, and I think it was funny because then you didn't ask any clarifying question. However, you asked some clarifying question within your structure. So after taking the one minute break, you asked me a couple of clarifying questions. That's something that you should do before because obviously the answers to those clarifying questions and the most important of them was, okay, what's their target? Do they want to sell in five, six years? You know, that's going to basically, you know, uh, impact some of the buckets that you have in your in your analytical uh, thinking, right? In your structure question, right? Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. Okay. So there, that's something you should have done before. Then in terms of, of structure, right? Th- that was your framework. Yeah. So, okay. Typical like market, client, target. I mean, that's relatively fine to me. If I look there at the scoring, I think that you, you identified... Uh, you know, the main driver of the issue that was very limited overlap or double count. So that was good. I think the key issues that were in your structure is that it was, it was not really much, um, uh, prioritized, right? So for example, when you tell me about the costs, yeah, you should really try by putting yourself in the shoes of the CEO of the client yeah, and say, okay, what are the, the typical costs of such company? Yeah. Because when you tell me rent and utilities overheads, right, it's, it's clear that for those kind of companies, the big costs are the development costs, right? That's the key stuff there. And so you should be much more prioritized and also then much more actionable. And by actionable is that you mean that, you know, those low level drivers that you have there, you know, it should be really easy to ask questions to them, uh, uh, data requests in order to answer the question, in order to validate or disprove the hypothesis. Right. Okay. 
that's I think to bring your your uh, your 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 structure to the next level. So make it really like prioritize the most important drivers, the most important points first, and also to try to really tailor it a little bit to the case. Yeah, you know, the cost of developers, because what, what you've told me there, those are really much buzzwords, right? That's a structure that you learn by her. That's a mergers and acquisition structure. Try to kind of use words that are linked to the industry, linked to the clients. Yeah. So for that, I have given you between level one and through, I'd say. Yeah. So that's for the, that's for the analytical thinking. Then you had the chart reading question. And there with the chart reading, you actually, you actually, uh, 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 spotted the key insights of this chart, which was that third party delivery is increasing. And that was pretty much the only insights were from that chart, right? So it's not a complicated chart. The problem that you did is that you, you didn't, you, you didn't synthesize, right? What that meant for the client. You just told me, okay, yeah, delivery is increasing. But what does that mean? Because your hypothesis was, I want to be in a market that is growing. So yes, okay, this check mark is done. That part of the analysis is done. Uh, now let's move on to something else, right? And you should always proactively do that effort to say, okay, that's what it means for the client. Now we can move on to that. Yeah, that's why I, I can I cannot give you like a level two or three there. That was for the chart trading. Yeah. Then for the, for the creativity question, which was the question about, okay, what are the drivers of the acceptance, the penetration of the, uh, of the, uh, I'd say the, the, uh, the, the, the delivery with app? Um, well, you kind of identified a couple of drivers and then you did a small brainstorm within each of those drivers. And that was very good, by the way. And I think that's a very good, that's a very nice way of actually coming up with a lot of ideas. Uh, the problem is that I think that your ideas were very generic, right? And when you tell me, okay, uh, uh, the, 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 the penetration of that will increase if prices decrease and prices decrease if the cost of delivery decreases. Yeah, okay. But I mean, that doesn't mean anything, right? You need to come up with really like concrete ideas, drivers of what can in the future be the case. For example, fuel costs, right? For example, promotion of government to promote those apps, which happens in a lot of countries, right? And that's where you kind of bring flavor ideas, flavor brainstorming, meaningful brainstorming to the discussion. And that's where the interviewer will be like, okay, that guy really comes up with really relevant stuff, yeah? And not buzzwords only, okay? Okay. Um, and then the last thing was about the quantitative thinking. And therefore the quantitative thinking, I thought that you were gonna do well because you actually started by conceptualizing the question and being very clear on what's the computation you will do prior to run the numbers. And that was super good, actually. Um, the problem is that, you know, in your, in your, in your computation, you told me, okay, I'm gonna do that. And that's what you need to do, but you needed to do it on a like city basis. You, you couldn't do that for the whole market because the market share is not the same in all cities, right? Um, and so, yeah, that was a bit the problem there. And I don't know if that's something you, you didn't saw before or you didn't, you didn't understand, but that was a little bit the problem. And then because we were, you know, lacking a bit of time, I had to kind of uh, uh, solve it for you. But in any case there, what you did as in conceptualize the question first and then running the numbers is a very good reflex and I encourage you to do it uh, upfront. Uh, last point was the recommendation. Yeah, okay, how would you summarize that to the CEO? And there you actually finished your explanation by, by telling me, okay, ODV should consider the, the acquisition, right? Uh, that's actually something that you should start with. 
yeah that school uh, um that school you know um uh, like uh, ceo oriented uh, communication you start with the answer you start with the answer to the question you've been hired to answer and then you elaborate and you say why you have that answer right okay Okay, so that was quick feedback, but I think we are, we are a little bit in a hurry, so that, that was it. Um, thanks a lot for your time, Adeni. Thanks for listening to another Case Walkthrough. We host these live every month, so make sure to get on our email list to be notified about future sessions. The link is in the show notes. As always, we'd appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help us get the word out to more people. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode.